a radio show that confesses Christ. Without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously. Without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So, people say, what is the problem with all these various and uh, divided churches, etc., etc.? And the answer is, the problem is the doctrine of justification. We got it wrong. However, what's also going to stand true is the promise of God um, that uh, even though uh, I'm a sinner, Christ's blood covers me, cleanses me, and I am declared righteous by God. And and so now the, the point for the Christian is not to become less of a sinner. The point of the Christian um, is to trust in that promise of God that if God declared me righteous and I'm righteous. Now, dear friend who likes this song and is listening to us crunching, I would just like to encourage you, please, for a moment to pause and consider these words that you might have even sung to God. Your fragrance is intoxicating in our secret place. Well, I don't know what's wrong with that. Welcome to this edition of Table Talk Radio. (laughs) Wow, this is weird. Making a radio show. How do you do this? Hey, we're back. I I was wondering why I was was sleeping so well and uh, being able to get through the day. (laughs) That's because we have and our listeners are wondering why they weren't sleeping. <laughs> How come I haven't been put to sleep by listening to the radio in weeks? It's true. I don't usually <laughs> sleep through the night, and I have been recently. Maybe this is a connection. There you go. All right. Well, hmm. hey, if, in case you didn't know, uh, Table hmm. Talk Radio has been on a little... I mean, you probably didn't you probably didn't realize this, but Table Talk Radio has been on a little bit of a hiatus lately. Uh, yeah, we had some thugs. Happened? Yeah, this is the "You Shall Not Steal" edition. Uh, we had some <laughs> thugs break break into the church, so we can play Ten Commandments in the news with this one. And uh, they took everything that was plugged in, basically. Uh, so they took all the computers, and and they also took all the radio stuff. So they took our tie line, and they took the microphone, and um, and everything else associated with recording the radio. So uh, we had to we had to kind of inventory all that stuff, and we had to. Um, uh, you submitted to the insurance and everything, and we had to go and order all the new sort of stuff. So we're all we're we're all equipped and back up and going. It turns out, though, disappointingly, that uh, the church insurance doesn't cover all of the equipment. So if if you are listening and you are so inclined to help us uh, kind of recoup some of the cost of the equipment stolen, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, we would. Um, in fact, uh, we, we have our our regular supporters. You know, we have the the radio clown and the. Uh, what do we call that? The the Reformation Glee Club is that? Is that what <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And One dollar a month for <laughs> two months or something, and you yeah. become a member. Right. Uh, so we we have we have our list of regular supporters, and we uh, have really appreciate that because it pays kind of the the bills on the on a month to month basis, and we try to keep our operating costs really low, and I think we do uh, pretty well at that. Yep. And and we don't. Um, I don't think we've we've ever really asked for money unless we need it, and uh, I guess this is a time that we we need it. So if 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 you are um, able to help us out, we would appreciate it. You can just go to the Table Talk Radio uh, website and click on the support. Uh, or if you uh, uh, prefer to, to send a large donation, you can contact Pastor Wolfmiller at prbw at tabletalkradio.org. All right, Pastor. I think we're probably about, just to, so that everyone knows, we're probably about $2,400 in the hole. On this deal, so that's that's kind of our goal that we're looking at. And I, you know, we I don't know if we've ever said this too, but you and I don't take anything for this show, so I, I don't know if that's important to say or not. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure if it is, but you, we're doing this just because, uh, because we love you. Wait, wait why are we doing this? 
people are doubting that right now. Yeah, that's right. Now, <laughs> here, hold on. Put a little soft music on the back in oh, the background. Okay. Let me, <laughs> dear listener, let's get uh, personal here. Can we get for Sarah McLaughlin on here to start talking about puppies or something. <laughs> that's <what> the, <laughs> <laughs> that radio hosts are starving right now. I I, I do want to say also maybe to kind of explain the reason for that astronomical cost. <laughs> Because um, back, remember back in the day when we would do this, and and uh, I was I was at the seminary, and how we would do I this, almost had forgotten that we actually did this ever. <laughs> I know, but this how we would do this is we Pastor Wolf and I would connect through Skype because you know we're not in the same location, so we'd connect through Skype, and then he'd record his end, and I'd record my end, and then he would send me his side of the audio, and then I was tasked with the editing job of of meshing this all together. And um, I think at the time, I still can't I, believe we did that. That's crazy. <laughs> we were I can't imagine. We were. Oh. I, I was spending uh, about fifteen hours a week. What did you just Whoops. fall? What, what happened me. over there? <laughs> just in a lightning storm. No, no concern of yours. <laughs> so remember, we're in different changed. locations. Apparently, our, our our studio skills haven't increased or improved during this hiatus. In any case, um, I would spend about fifteen hours a week on uh, on, on post production, which was too much, and so. I remember I called Pastor Wolf and I said, hey, what do you think about getting this uh, pretty expensive equipment um, that allows us, this, this is the equipment that radio stations use to do like remote broadcasts when, um, you know, uh, sports announcers go to a stadium, this is the same equipment that they use, so it's expensive stuff, and we came in on a, on a, on a monster deal, we got this equipment for half off, and so it was, it was a great thing. Well, when, when it was stolen, we had, to re, we had to replace it, well, the price had gone up to its regular thing, and, and that's just the... The unfortunate case of events. So that's the uh, reason for it. It's, it's a pretty, pretty uh, expensive thing, um, but we do support. Uh, appreciate any support people can can give us towards that. that. That was back in the day. You'd spend fifteen hours on post production. I'd spend fifteen hours getting ready for the show. I think. No, you would spend on fifteen average. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some buzzwords, huh? Yeah, baby. My, I got one for you. Okay, go for it. Annihilationism. <laughs> okay. Is that yours? No. How's you just this, this lightning storm outside is making me think of this. Anni- annihilationalism or annihilationism is the idea that uh, upon the death of the unbeliever, they are not transported to um, hell for eternal punishment, but rather their life ends or they end. They cease to exist. They are annihilated. And that could be instantly upon death. Dead is dead, the Jewish idea. Or it could be after suffering for a bit. So there you go. Yeah, very good. And we also have what the Jehovah's Witnesses do they believe in this annihilation? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's it's still out there. Uh, my theological buzz word for you is incarnation. And uh, according to TabletalkReader.org, this means that the belief that the Son, the second person of the Trinity, became flesh when he was miraculously miraculously conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary. That's a great definition. And I, I mean, this is the, the amazing thing about uh, Christian doctrine. Uh, and that is that that God, um, who created all things, has come into His creation and has uh, bound Himself to flesh and blood uh, to live amongst us, and then to use that uh, that flesh and blood to offer as a sacrifice uh, for the sins of His people. Uh, and that's that's what the incarnation all, is, is, incarnation is all about. And uh, no other religion makes that claim. Um, and, and in fact, in in uh, in Islam, it's it's an offense that that God can't even do something like that. So, yes, incarnation. Good. All right, uh, our lineup for today's edition of Table Talk Radio is some praise song crunching and uh, some name that church body. 
And if we have any time left over, we'll do some listener email. Uh, so, Pastor Wilfred, do you want to tell us how this uh, praise song cruncher works? Oh, yeah, that's right. By the way, yeah, I've, I've, since we have new equipment, I'm looking the other direction while we're recording, and it is quite stormy outside. Hmm. Looking out the window. Wait, wait, why, uh, the why way are you, the praise song? Why are you looking in the other direction now that you have new equipment? Because I also have a laptop instead of a desktop. So oh, okay. I'm, re, I'm reoriented in my office oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's uh, if I just if I float away, this is like Noah kind of storm outside. Now, the way the praise song cruncher works, since you asked, is we listen to a praise song, and then we tear it to bits and pieces, and then people write in and complain about how mean-spirited <laughs> we are. We do use a criteria for uh, tearing these songs to bits and pieces, and uh, it's a five-question thing. Now, the, one, the questions that really matter are questions two and questions three. I mean, the first question is good, as Jesus mentioned, and that's to know if you're singing about Jesus or to Jesus, etc. But questions two and three are to get to the mystical nature of the praise song. So question two is, does it have a mystical form? And the question three is, does it have a mystical content? Then we ask after that about something else. What is it? Oh, law and gospel. And then we ask about false doctrine. Now, normally, and this is the interesting thing, normally once we get to the false doctrine question, there's no false doctrine. It used to be the praise songs used to have a lot of false doctrine because they were all about making a decision for Christ. I mean, that's what they were trying to get you to do. But they have, they've kind of given up on that idea. And now they just want to, you want to be moved, swept away. Just so happens, by the way, I've been in uh, in uh, contemporary services twice in the last week and a half. Whoa. The circumstances of which are unnecessary to recount, but <laughs> it reminded me of about how this whole thing goes. I mean, the purpose of this music. I mean, I was sitting there, you know, with a kind of grumpy faced, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you can imagine. Maybe more than and usual. and uh, yes, and and thinking to myself, man, I could really get into this, you know. I mean, this is the part of the song where your head starts to wave, and you, this is the part of the song where you start raising your hands. I mean, I remember all this did stuff. Did you feel so. the tug on your heart then? When, when I did. Oh, okay. I did. I felt the tug. <laughs> I mean, even though I know it, I'm like, huh, there it is. You know, there's the tug on the heart. <laughs> I mean, this what? stuff works, you know. It's powerful medicine. Look, I mean, you even if you know that drinking three beers will get you drunk, you, I mean, you still get drunk when you drink three beers. <laughs> It can't help it. If that if that's true, then is God tugging at your heart when Sarah McLaughlin commercial comes on? And <laughs> it's a little heavy handed, isn't what is, it, Sarah? What is that? <laughs> yes. I mean, Sarah, so if someone was smart, they'd get Sarah McLaughlin to start writing praise songs. <laughs> All right. Well, let's read the email. Then we'll go to a break, and we'll start the praise song cruncher. The email right. here comes from Stall Stall. <laughs> you want me to get it? Uh, Isaiah. Isaiah yeah, read it. If you had it in front of you, you Isaiah, six year old. Hey, hello, pastors Brian and Evan. A question on some praise songs. Are you going to update the praise song cruncher list? Uh, maybe. Maybe you could update it after crunching these praise songs. Maybe. Hint, hint. Standing by Hillsong <laughs> United and Jesus in Disguise by Brandon Heath. The second one isn't a praise song, just one I've heard on the local Christian radio station. Oh, another question. How do you determine whether a Christian song is okay for listening? Thanks, in Christ, Isaiah, 16-year-old listener. All right. Thanks, Isaiah. And we're going to get to uh, that question and your praise songs slash radio Christian songs. After this break, you can visit our website, tabletalkradio.org is the address. We'll be right back. motivate the Aurora Police Department. Yeah, that's good. Get the detectives on the case. No heretics were harmed in the making of this show. Well, physically harmed.
Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are looking at your praise songs here on Table Talk Radio, and we have this email from Isaiah. Now, Pastor, how do we answer this question that he ends up with here? Uh, how do you determine whether a Christian song is okay for listening? Yes, so you mostly don't want to... Here's two... You are going to ask two questions. One, is there false doctrine? And the answer is, yes, I don't want it in my head. Uh, the second is, if there's no false doctrine, it's just kind of innocuous... Then the question is, do I like it? <laughs> now, the point of this is, though, that there's di- we use different criteria for listening to in the car than we do for for using in church, because in church something very specific is being is happening, and in church we have a particularly high criteria. Uh, we want we don't want anything to take away from what the Lord is doing there in His Word and in His sacrament. If we're just driving to church or cleaning the garage, it's a different sort of story. So. I mean, I'm going to listen to uh, to music when I'm driving to church or cleaning the garage that I would never listen to in church. It's just something different going on. So I think we're looser in those contexts. Yeah, and, and so so what's going on at, at in worship is something sacred. Uh, I um, was talking to a, a friend of mine that had heard from uh, Dr. Kleinig. Now, I wonder if you had heard him say this before, but uh, he, he was talking to one of his students that went over to America for a while and, and then came back, and, and he asked this uh, student of his, uh, so what did you think of uh, America, of, of the American Lutheran Church when you were there? And his student said, well, they have nothing sacred over there. <laughs> so so that uh, this, this young man in Australia at least understood that, um, that, that something sacred was going on, on on Sunday morning, or at least during the divine service, and he did not, now I don't know where he went or anything like that, but he did not find that in the places that he was at uh, in America on Sunday morning. Um, so something should be said there. Now, I, let's start then with the second one of Isaiah's. Uh, we're going to play first um, from uh, Brandon Heath, and this is Jesus in Disguise. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Never get something in your head Nothing you heard or something you read. Ever had a cup, but you never saw a plate. Brought to your knees, but you never prayed. Jesus in disguise, Jehovah passing by. Just let you know, we didn't miss you at all, Pastor Wolf Miller. <laughs> I almost got struck by lightning, and you just went on praise song crunching? Carry on. No. That, by the way, is the rubric for in church. If the pastor ever passes out, Carry just on. leave quietly. <laughs> leave. <laughs> You're free to go. I know. Uh, so Jesus we, in disguise, huh? Yeah, so Jesus is in disguise here. Verse 2 goes like this. Ever feel like you've been somewhere before? You hold the key. You know which door. Speak the word your lips have never known, because your heart told you so. Jesus in disguise, the, Jehovah passing by. What is this by. song about? <laughs> the burden of a tear hanging in your eye. 
Jesus in Disguise, a star across the sky. Oh, were... I know what this is talking about now. Okay, what is it? Jesus in Disguise. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Is that, <laughs> that's all written out. D-I-S-G-U-dash-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H-A-H
Maybe. I can't tell. Jesus in disguise. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> That's not a sentence. That right there is a phrase with no verb. Jehovah passing by. That's a gerund. That's a sentence. Sort of. Jehovah passing by. It's a, trans- it's a transitive verb without a object. Pa- Jehovah passing by us. The burden of a tear hanging in your eye. I don't know what that is. A scar across the sky. What's that? Does that is that supposed to be a star across the st- sky? A yeah, that's scar? what he's saying. Yeah. A scar across the sky. No. A star. A, Does it oh, say star. a star? It says here a scar. Huh. A scar. Well, I thought the song said star, but we'll have to check that out during the break and, and get back to you. Ever feel like you've been somewhere before? You hold the key, you know which door. What the? I, I don't No, This is, doesn't make any sense. Clarity. <laughs> right. Mystical form high. Okay. Eight. Mystical content. This is where we're looking at the immediacy or romance, loss of self, the internal or the subjective. Blind as I am, open my eyes so I can see. So the theme of enlightenment, while biblical, is also mystical. <laughs> True. Open my eyes wide as I can, blind as I am, blind as I am, Jesus in disguise, ah, ah, ha, ha, eyes. What does that mean? Look, I don't know what this is. You really like that, about. don't you? Yeah. <laughs> the, I like how it's all it's spelled, spelled out, out and how each little <laughs> thing is a different combination of A and H. I didn't know you could mix A and H together that many different ways. <laughs> it's like salt and pepper. So many different uses. Ah ha 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 eyes. Anyhow, I don't know. I mean, yeah, mystical. I mean, so the what? What if I could take a stab at what the song is actually saying, which I don't know. But but I think it's probably getting at the point to where, when something happens and you can't explain it, it's Jesus. Oh, oh, okay. Right. So. You, you're like, hey, this is deja vu. That's Jesus. I was wondering because all this of a sudden weird, you're sad. You're like, hey, it's Jesus. I have this weird itch that I have been struggling for a few days. That explains it. Oh, okay. Jesus in disguise. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. That reminds me of the time when we always, when we were in high school, we'd always, um, we'd sit there whenever some we were two or three of us, and we're, someone else stranger was by, we'd always say, like you know, checking out the grocery store. You say, so how's that rash doing? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus in disguise. <laughs> okay, so um, is this song appropriate for your worship? Uh, no. Is no. this song appropriate no. for the this car? This song, this, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. This song doesn't, this song, no, this song is not helpful in okay. any sort of way. Someone can write in and tell us what it actually means, but... Sometimes I'm afraid to actually figure out what they, what they really mean. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss sometimes. <laughs> All right. We need to go to a commercial break. If you have some praise songs for us to crunch, email them to us at questions at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back crunching one more song by Hillsong right, right away after this. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. This is Table Talk Radio.
welcome back to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I was hit by lightning, and now we're bumping in with thunderstruck. I get it. You know, there's a little trivial. Very subtle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Uh, I have a, a trivial trivia thing here for you. Yeah, okay. um, all of the times in Table Talk Radio history that we've been interrupted by a crying baby, it's been why we've been doing Praise Song Cruncher. Really? Now, <laughs> now that's Jesus in disguise right there. I mean, I, I don't, I, what are you talking about? Disguise. Disguise. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one Isaiah requested us to crunch is the song The Stand by uh, Hillsong. And here it is. You stood before creation Eternity in your hand And you spoke the earth into motion My soul now you stand You stood before Upon salvation, your spirit alive in me, this life to declare your promise, my soul now to stand. So what could I say and what could I do but offer this heart, O God, completely to you? I'll stand with arms high and uh, heart abandoned in awe of the one who gave it all. I'll stand, my soul, Lord, to your or to you surrendered. Uh, I am uh, all I am is yours. Okay. All right. That's the stand. That's the stand. So nice play on words. Yes. So is Jesus mentioned? Ah, uh, you stood there. I'm not sure. Offer my heart, your spirit alive in me. Well, huh. You stood before my failure and carried the cross for my shame. I suspect that's talking about Jesus. So I want to go ahead and say yes. By inference, the you here is Jesus. Fair enough. Okay, what about mystical form? How about this weird line? You spoke the earth into motion, my soul now to stand. What does that mean? Could you explain that sentence? <laughs> okay, here, I'm going to read you a sentence. Now you tell me what it means. Oh, no. You stood before creation, eternity in your hand. I think that's a sentence. Okay, I think I got that one. You spoke the earth into motion, my soul now to stand. Is, uh, uh, <laughs> is it trying to say that the soul is also a created thing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Now watch. The next line is, you stood before my failure. You stood before creation. You stood before my failure. I wonder if that means before, like, in front of, or before, like, not after. 
Um, Un- unclear preposition. Is that what we call a preposition? Uh, and carried the cross yeah. for my shame. Okay, I got that one. My sin weighed upon your shoulders. I got, got that one. My soul now to stand. So here, that line came up again. So, so the Lord stood before creation and created everything so my soul could stand. And then Jesus died on the cross so my soul could stand again. So I'm created and redeemed, and that is indicated by a standing of my soul. Now read read that. So it goes to the chorus and read so, the next verse. So what could I do? What, okay. Uh, so I'll walk upon salvation. What does that mean? Uh, I'll walk on you, salvation. <laughs> <laughs> Your spirit alive in me. I'll walk upon salvation. How do you do that? I'll walk upon salvation. Your spirit alive in me, this life to declare your promise, my soul now to stand. I'll stand, arms high, heart abandoned, of course, because I'm a mystic. In awe of the one who gave it all, I'll stand. My soul, Lord, to you surrendered, I am yours. Because So the Lord... Eh. So I, I don't think this one's doing too hot on the clarity scale. N- yeah, not so hot. I'll walk upon salvation, your spirit alive in me, this life to declare your promise. My soul, what could I say? What could I do? Offer this heart, O oh God, completely to you. Now, this is this, this whole. So, okay. Now, uh, we got the idea of the relationship. Remember that? It's not a religion, it's a relationship. Who in the world cooked up that phrase? Um. Who said that the first time? What were they thinking? So now everything in American Christianity is brought under the picture of relationship. So everything is about your distance to God. I was even talking about the... Remember the four spiritual laws that Bill Bright wrote for the Campus Crusade? Mm-hmm. And one of them is uh, sin separates us from God. Well, no, it, in fact, sin does not separate us from God. Sin unites us to the wrath of God is what sin does. <laughs> That's what's going on with sin. There's not, I mean, this idea of separate... I mean, I guess the Bible will talk about being separate from God sometimes... But that's not the. I mean, that's not the point. I mean, God is all. He's the problem for the sinner is not that God is far away. It's that God gets too close sometimes, right? I mean, and that's it, the trouble. The scriptures nowhere, by the way, talk about having a relationship with God or a relationship with Jesus. Right. That's right. It's not there, and so everything's now measured in terms of distance, proximity, etc. And then it's just one further step to go from relationship to full-on mysticism with the idea of abandonment and surrender. What? Is there? No, we should check on this. If the Bible ever talks about, does the word surrender come up in the Bible? I could look for you. I mean, probably like if some army general surrendered, which actually is a real word. I have nine hits in eight verses. So uh, yeah, so we have. Uh, um, let's see, uh, Jeremiah twenty one nine: He who slays the city shall die by the sword, by famine, by pestilence. But he who goes out and surrenders. To the uh, Chaldeans um, are besieged, so you shall live, and you shall have this life as a prize of war. Yeah, uh, yeah. All all the references are are in some sort of a warlike fashion. Will the men of Kaliah surrender me into his hand? <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. There's never, yeah. whenever surrender talked about in a positive light. All right, I'm doing a search for abandon now, also. Oh, yeah, here you go, Jeremiah thirty-eight twenty-one. But if you refuse to surrender, this is the vision which the Lord has shown to me. I need to, I need to click on this here to see what the vision is. Uh, Behold, all the women left in the house of the king of Judah will be 
uh, were being led out to the officials of the king of Babylon and were saying, you trusted friends, you deceived, uh, and uh, friends have deceived you and prevailed against you. Now that your feet are sunk in the mud, they turn away from you. That would be a pretty big stretch to try and get to the... <laughs> I, I looked up the word abandoned, and this is how it normally comes up. They abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Asherahs. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Woe to them, for they walk in the way of Cain and abandon themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's error and perished in Korah's rebellion. Oy. Hmm. Abandon. See, this idea of surrender and abandon as if it's a good thing, you know? Just pure mysticism. Pure mysticism. So instead of that, the scriptures talk about repentance or you know, crucifying your flesh, like Romans 6 says, which is done through holy baptism, uh, the means through which God uses to uh, deliver his gifts. Um, so, uh, so, I mean, the irony here is, is that the, the mystic um, is always trying to turn away from the, cre- the creation and, and into what is... Um, unseen and only felt and what god wants to do is turn us away from what is unseen and felt into the tangible the the water the word the bread and wine and we see from the temptation of of judas that it's the devil who's in the business of throwing things into people's hearts all right now so mystical form high okay what about mystical content yes so this uh, as we were just talking about apparently yeah uh, and here now this weird thing. So Jesus actually did this. He carried the cross for my shame. My sin weighed upon your shoulders now so that my soul could stand. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe so my sin could be forgiven or so that I could live forever. My soul can stand. It's like my soul is like a crippled little soul and it's kind of it, it gets around on a walker or a wheelchair or something. And, and Jesus comes along and says, stand up soul. And now. So now, and, and, and apparently the way my soul stands is by offering itself completely to the Lord. Oh, I'll tell you, which I've told you before, you probably weren't listening. I think the worst mixing of law and gospel is this, where someone says, Jesus did all this for you, now what are you going to do for him? Right. You know that? Right. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Right. Okay, so uh, law gospel. High mystical content. Uh, no, nah, there's maybe a little law here. Uh, my failure, my shame, my sin is all mentioned. That's law. You stood before my. Fa- I still don't know what exactly that means. I carried the cross for my shame. That's gospely. I'll walk upon salvation. I don't know, man. If I was salvation, I wouldn't be too happy about that. <laughs> All right. So is this one ex- uh, crunched? Yes, crunch it. It's a crunched one. All right. So uh, Isaiah, uh, we'll see if um, we can update that list of praise songs and uh, put it up on the website at yeah, Table Talk thanks, Radio. thanks, Isaiah, for the email. Org. And uh, after this break, we're going to be playing Name That Church Body. Ooh. Oh, Pastor, I got some good ones for you. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Because I'm a bigger, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. What about, I'm the grinner, right? I play the sinner. music in the sun. I'm a joker. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. This is Table Talk Radio. (laughs) 
Andrew back here on Table Hey, don't stop that song. Oh, you like that one? Hey, what are the odds that anyone's listened this far into the show? For those of you that have listened this far into the show... Uh, I got an announcement. Uh, our friend Dr. Sinkbaugh over at Doxology uh, wanted us to let you uh, let everybody know about there's they have these insight conferences, which is these um, Doxology is a thing for spiritual care for pastors, but they have these insight conferences, which is for everybody, pastors, teachers, principals, deaconesses, church workers, students, parents, grandparents. Keep anybody, going. Every parent. That's all that what, it says. What on the firefighters list can't go. <laughs> August 14th and 15th, 2013, in Mundelein, Illinois. What, how do you translate Mundelein? Anyhow, <laughs> this is about, it's speaking the truth in love, a compassionate response to same-sex attractions and same-sex marriage. So it's at University of St. Mary of the Lake Retreat Center in Mundelein, Illinois. Anyhow, this looks really fantastic. So um, if you visit doxology.us, D-O-X-O-L-O-G-Y.us, you can get more information about that. Very nice. Tell Dr. Sinkball you heard it here. Yeah, heard it on Table Talk Radio. Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm not sure if they'll have room for everyone who's going to hear on Table Talk Radio and want to go. Do you really think anyone would admit to saying I heard anything on Table Talk Radio? <laughs> yeah, they'll say, I heard it on the God Whispers or Issues Etc. or whatever, and he'll say, we didn't advertise, we only advertise on Table Talk. <laughs> I mean, so someone has a... Uh... Their iPod in, listening to Table Talk Radio. Their wife comes in. What are you doing? Nothing, nothing. I'm, uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I, know, I know. That's right. I, by the way, so, uh, see, I'm doing this for Doc, uh, Dr. Singba. I tricked him into having me as the speaker at one of the retreats that's oh, coming up for Doxology. It is. By offering to talk about something that no other Lutheran pastor can talk about, and that is project management. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I don't even know anything about it, so we're working on it. Don't worry. It'll be great. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Your but I'm not going to this true. one. I'm, it's like the week before that I'm going to be in uh, Kansas City with all the doxology folks. So isn't this Doxology your, is great, really. This is your dream come true, isn't it? Because you wanted to talk about that to the seminarians, but they wanted you to talk about funerals instead. Yeah, yeah that's right. Hey, I'll talk about project management. <laughs> <laughs> I get, You know, if I, if I was a seminarian and some schlub pastor was coming in to talk about project management for pastors, I'd be like, what a liberal. Yep. Anyhow, it's probably true. There it is. Okay, now let's play a little uh, Name That Church Body. This is where I have... I have a couple of websites here, Pastor, and um, I've got uh, a few vague things to read from it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, and you can uh, tell me what church or church body you think this is. Uh, no problem. So I have... Um, I've got uh, Theology, Values, Mission, Serving. Oh, yeah, those are the four. And, and Theology, values, mission. So the only cha- I mean, mission, it's going to be we all want to make everybody Christians. That's everyone's mission. Uh, so is it that? I don't need, necessarily need that. I'm going to have to look under theology. Okay, theology. And um, it gives a little description of what theology is, and then it says this is our theology. It says, okay. Our ability to grow together as a church stems from what we hold central, Jesus, and our commitment to the biblical narrative. By the grace of God, uh, this story becomes our story, and we perpetuate it by the power of the Holy Spirit as we serve our local and global community and invite others to participate in this pursuit of Jesus together, demonstrating a harmony of both orthodoxy, which is right thinking, and orthopraxy, which is right living or practice. This narrative seeks not only to guide our thoughts and minds, but the way we live our lives— 
to highlight Weird these word. key themes in the biblical narrative and offer direct insight into the theology that is central to our teaching, leadership, and ministries. Oh. Footnotes have been added throughout. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Footnotes are so out of style. These guys need to get with the program. Some point-and-nose academic trying to act cool, but they don't realize that footnotes are totally 20th century. <laughs> if you can't get it in the line of the text, then you're not getting it, buddy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right, what are you I mean, I don't so even. Far? I even skip over par- par- parenthetical statements. <laughs> if, you, if you need anything more than a comma to break up a sentence, it's... Ugh. I think there's Anyhow. some footnotes in that uh, around the word thing that comes out. I no, I'm all for footnotes because I'm against trendiness. Oh, okay. I t- you want to know three good words? No, you want to know two, three wor- three huge <laughs> buzzwords in that whole mesh. Uh, oh, sheesh. T- two of them used to be nice words, and those words were story and narrative. <laughs> Those words used to be very helpful, useful words in the English language. And now? People started using them for their theology. Now we got to, what is it? We got to integrate God's story and make it our story, and we be, become participants in the biblical narrative. It makes me want to puke Yale blue. What color is <laughs> Yale? Okay, but, but you have to tell us what's wrong with it. You can't just say it makes me want to puke. I think it's blue. Yeah, look, Yale blue. Oh, man. <laughs> That's great. Yale blue. Look, color. Yale. It has its own. Yale blue is a real thing. Hey, your mother's Yale, calling this is me where right they... now. Your mother's calling what? me right now. She's not that. Am- is okay. it ringing like uh, some sort of love child's ringtone or something? <laughs> Alinda's not, not a hippie. <laughs> okay, go on. Now, uh, because see, there's this narrative theology. here. So here's how it works. This is my retelling of things. With this. It might be missing a few important details, but... Uh, sometime in the mid-19th century, the, the scholars in Germany decided that the Bible was man's work and full of errors. That's called, uh, what's that called? Higher criticism. Now, it took about a 100 years for the people who were teaching that, Bible scholars, to realize that if they kept teaching that, then nobody would care what they were saying. That <laughs> 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 they were teaching themselves right out of a job. So they said, well, even though it's not true, we've got to figure out how to give it meaning. And what resulted from that was this whole idea of the narrative theology, which is to say that while the whole story arc of the Bible might might or might not be true, doesn't matter. What matters is that it forms a cohesive narrative in which we can construct our life and worldview, etc. Now, the, the bad thing about that is uh, generally conservative folk who believe the Bible, like probably these guys who wrote this mission statement, said, oh, that sounds good. And so what they did was they, absor- they adopted this whole language— and really, the new kind of, uh, kind of postmodern understanding of truth that goes along with it, uh, just because they thought it sounded cool. <laughs> and the result is a church like this. Okay, so... Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not uh, yours. <laughs> to totally rewrite your mission statement. Uh, so you want missions or serving? But that was all the theology? That was it. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> well, of course. All right. Uh, well, give, better give me mission. Okay. Uh, it's short and sweet. It says, living out the way of Jesus in missional communities, announcing the arrival of his kingdom, working for measurable change among the oppressed. Oh, brother. So th- so now this is, of course, the result. Is you get, so you get kind of a, a social gospel 2.0, which is this weird kind of green theology that's marking the emergent church. So this is some sort of, 
I mean, well, look, this this could be emergent church, but I think that this is. I mean, now anybody can just kind of sloppily pick up this language. Just spend a couple of days at one of the one of your standard Bible schools, or get you could get a church consultant to come in. Or <laughs> you spend ten minutes with a church consultant, you start talking this way too. Or ten minutes at your, com- at, at your district's past, pastor's conference. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> ten minutes and ten thousand dollars later, and you're using the word missional every other sentence. I was writing an that was email. Money well spent. I was writing an email to someone, and I jokingly used the word missional in it, and I couldn't figure out why there was a little red squiggly under it. And then I realized, oh yeah, missional isn't a real word. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot. What are you talking about? <laughs> missional isn't a real word. It's the only word. <laughs> I forgot that's made up. Because <laughs> now nouns are too dangerous. Sheesh. All right, we need to get going. Adjectives. All right. Okay. What's the next one? Give me the vision statement of the pastor or whatever. Uh, I'm guessing that th- I'm guessing that at least one third of the staff have goatees. At this <laughs> I don't know if I have that here. Uh, I have serving. It says serving is about our moving our resources and ourselves in response to human need, acknowledging that the worst kind of need is the kind that happens with. No one, nobody else around. As a mm. community, we're responding in particular to the issue of poverty, uh, and within that framework, four interests have emerged. This um, this church body is any evangelical church with a pastor under forty years old. <laughs> no, I'm looking for something more specific. Uh, Mars Hill or someone, one of these kind of uh, uh, flagship emergent churches. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You sure. got it. This is Mars Hill. You nailed it. <laughs> Kapow. All right. I'm going I'm to... Not, not predictable. Let, let's extend this segment a little bit longer, because I got one more for you if you want uh, it. All right. Uh, yeah, man, I want it. <laughs> I just nailed that. How many points? You remember how we give oh, away yeah. points on this oh, show? Oh, yeah. You get uh, 207 points. 207 points. The points are only meaningful if you're in the narrative of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> if you're part of the Table Talk Radio story, okay. that meaning? I'm going to give you... I'm going to save that to the end. I'm going to give you uh, the, the pastor's welcome here. This, yes. this is your next one for Name That Church is it, Body. It's a church... Okay, Name That Church... Okay, ready. Um, I'm going to give you the pastor's welcome, and then you have um, mission and values. That's one thing I can read to you. And then you have a whole laundry list of core beliefs, which I'll, I'll give you some examples of. But I, first, by the way, spell mission, M-I-S-H-U-N. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's mission. the here's the welcome from the pastor. It says, hello. What a joy it is to introduce you to our church. You'll discover that our passion is to provide a place where people, just like you, can have a life-changing experience with God at blah, 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 church. Our doors are wide open to people with, uh, or from all backgrounds, regardless of where they are on their spiritual journey. We are a life-giving, multicultural church in this area. We seek to infuse life and God's love into people Did and families. Did say infuse? Yeah, infuse. you got to be kidding we me. Seek, it says infuse. We seek to infuse life and God's love into people and families through engaging powerful worship services <laughs> and other biblical truth in relevant and practical ways. That is totally an, uh, an accident. They accidentally used a, a totally theologically loaded word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Together, we're striving to become the kind of church described in the Bible 
where there is relevant teaching, heartfelt worship, honest friendships, constant prayer, and compassionate care for those in need. In short, we'd like to have the kind of courageous Christianity that can influence and encourage the entire community, one life at a time. So if you're still just checking out the church scene and investigating the claims of Jesus Christ, thank you for allowing us to help you in your search. Or if you are a committed Christ follower who wants to grow deeper and live out your live out your alongside sorry and live out your alongside others that doesn't make any sense doing the same you can find a home here the at the word faith is missing <laughs> i can't believe the saddleback would have not had it edited better to where they would put the word faith in there you would think right oh wait a minute how did you know okay <laughs> i think you know what the difference between a christian and a christ follower is if you say Christ follower, you can completely exclude any sort of doctrine or gospel from the whole mess. <laughs> so a Christ follower allows the idea to be completely law-based. What a demonic sort of thing. <laughs> All right, so now your options are uh, mission and values, that's one thing you can hear, or you, yeah. you can hear the core beliefs, and let me read you some of these. It says, um, God exists as... Uh, God. Uh, sorry. God exists eternally as one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's a little paragraph under each one of these. God created the world and everyone in it. God made himself known to us in his word. God loves us and wants us to live in a personal relationship with us. What? Uh, God saves us by grace alone, through faith alone. God's Holy Spirit Ooh. works in us, uh, our lives, through the means of grace. God's what? desire Wait is for minute. us to become like Jesus. No, read the means of grace one. Okay. I just can't be Saddleback anymore. I got to hedge my... I should have known that Saddleback would not (laughs) be missing a word. All right, give me the core belief about means of grace. God's word teaches both law and gospel. In the law, God uh, restrains sin by threat of punishment. (laughs) Reveals our sin in contrast to his perfect will and guides believers into good works. In the gospel, God reveals... The good news of our salvation offers forgiveness of sins, works faith, and enables us to do the good work that pleases Him. We celebrate the sacrament of baptism and Lord's Supper. Baptism is God's means of grace, giving new birth to both children and adults. The Holy Spirit also works through the Lord's Supper to strengthen faith and give forgiveness of sins. Strengthen faith. Oh, and give forgiveness of sins. That's all right. Oh, brother. This has to be a Lutheran now. We read the Holy Spirit one. Oh no! Oh, that God exists eternally. No, Protestant? no, the one, the one after the means of grace. It was God's desire is for us to become like Jesus. God works in and through the church, or God's Son will be will come again to judge the world. Mm, what was before the means of grace one? Well, that was so. The means of grace one was that God's Holy Spirit works in our lives through the means of uh, grace. Okay, okay. Uh, what's going to tip the hat for me on this one? Um, let's do... Um, what was the other option besides core beliefs? The mission and values. I can just yes, read this okay. whole thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, read mission and values. It says, our values, um, and here's his bullet points, true to God's word, God's word is true. Personal relationship with Jesus, oh, mission focused living. Where, who? Uh, wait, well, hold on. This. That's uh, <laughs> consternation over friends, there. Aurora. Let us not be collectors of buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Personal relationship, knowing the Bible, totally bad theology. Let's throw it in there. <laughs> hey, hey, let's put missional in there. That's the newest buzzword. We're going to become missional telling God's story. And, it's not over. Oh. Ma- uh, making truth relevant. Oh, brother. And last but not least, <laughs> culture <laughs> irrelevant of... Irrelevant truth is... Oh. The culture of belonging. So that's those are your options, or the, that those are your three quotes, and you this have is, the uh, task of naming that church. Body. This is a perfectly beautiful evangelical style Lutheran substance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's finally been accomplished. Hmm. I don't know. Is it, so is this a church body? Yeah, you can just name the church body. Ugh, I think, unfortunately, it has to be a confessional, I mean, not con- one of the conservative Lutheran churches. So why don't we say this, let's just hope it's not Missouri Synod and say it's the AALC. I'm sorry, you were looking for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, <laughs> uh, specifically Our Savior Lutheran Church in Tacoma, Washington. <laughs> but don't worry, Tacoma is the place of the upcoming Higher Things Conference this yeah, week. Yeah, you'll be there in a few weeks. So you're I, checking out... I can go Man. check out our Savior during one be of the breaks. Be part of the relevant belonging community. That's right. All right, well, thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like a cohesive truth theory when you go visit Mars Hill Church. <laughs> I almost said Mars You've been Hill listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of oh, the hosts brother. and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio. Yeesh.